0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina, MX football podcast. Back at it with episode 376. We got to unpack the Super Duper Clásico and what went down last week. We also have a international break. So Diego Coca's debut was today, Mexico against Suriname. We're going to be talking about that and some uh, obviously some some hot takes from the Super Clásico talking shit about Chivas and uh i was at the game yesterday with the friendly against pachuca so we're going to talk about all that and more but before we go any further let me welcome everyone to the show we're live on twitter spaces if you want to hop on just request to speak and uh we'll have you join us but first let me welcome
1: Joel to the show Joel, how are we doing doing good hanging hey even though i missed i missed the first game of the, of the coca era well, I found that when I miss a game, Team sure you wins. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. We also have uh, Ron with us today. I don't know if his mic's working, but welcome. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. How's everybody doing? Uh, I watched the uh, the Nations League. You know.
0: They won,
3: but they really
2: lost.
0: They really lost. <laughs> they won. They
2: won,
0: you
1: know?
0: but they lost. Yeah. They won, but it's like <laughs> at this point, it's against Suriname. It's an expected win, and we're e- and even with the win, we're still disappointed because it's not the it's not a it wasn't a a a, a display that was impressive. It was pretty pretty tough to watch that match. CONCACAF Nations League, Diego Coca's debut. Um, at least for me, some takeaways is there. There are it's like a new fresh coat of paint. There, uh, the usual suspects didn't play today. There was no Ochoa. There was no Hector Herrera. There wasn't all these old heads from from the uh, from the, from the World Cup that that played today. It was it was the. Uh, a lot of young players, a lot of players that should have gone to the World Cup, like Santa Jimenez and Nene Beltran and all that. So at least from that perspective, you know, that was new and that was fresh. But as far as like the actual the product, right, what we actually saw on the pitch over there, um, you know, Mexico suffered for that for that victory. Like it wasn't pretty. Uh, there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of missed opportunities. Santa Jimenez missed a penalty and Ooh. and uh, they, have, they ended up getting the second goal. But, you know, Suriname. Um, for for what the country that they are did a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I, I thought it was just uh, I mean, I I thought that Mexico deserved to win, obviously. Um, Solingen actually, you know, they had a couple good, you know, uh, couple good uh, chances at goal. And, and it's funny, those chances usually come, you know, uh, usually at the, you know, at Mexico's uh, expense when they advance their lines too, you know, too much or without, you know. Um, like I said, I, I, I wasn't really impressed with Mexico. I, you know, it's it's more of the same. Um, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Hococca can find his style. Cause I, like I said, I didn't really, you know, I mean, they, based off, you know, we know how Coca plays, you know, at least, you know, how he play with the uh, Atlas and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, more defensively, you know, but the team did, you know, t- did take more of an initiative. I think that was more so d- uh, on the doing of Suiting on choosing to play more of the counter as a, as opposed to, you know, Mexico uh, wielding more of their, you know, the tactical support, uh, support uh, you know, being superior. Um but but like I said, I just you know I, I think we need to give Cook a couple more uh, more more games to see you know if he's going to impose his style at least what we've seen him do in League MX. So,
1: yeah. Shooting them just really quick. They're the are they still a colony of the Dutch? Yeah, I mean they they're,
2: right. they they. Uh, I mean yeah, I mean I, I I read an article that like like I think what. I think like nine or ten of their their their, their starters were uh, were playing in in uh, European leagues and stuff. So I mean that's that's always been the case. I mean even you know yeah. twenty years back,
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: you always had teams like Trinidad and Tobago and Jamaica, you know, and a lot of the you know teams from the Caribbean having you know more than half of their players playing in Europe, whether it was the you know the, the the championship, or some, you know, second tier uh, league, you know, like in Greece or Turkey yeah. or something like that, you know.
1: I know, but but like, there's that connection, you know, and some and of it's... them, probably since they're younger, and I think that for I think for a while, the Dutch national team had actual players from Suriname or suriname born players. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, I that's
1: think what they, see, they were talking see, about,
2: you know. I like you know the, were, the, right. the players. The players that you know that could have dressed for Suriname, you know, you know Bobby Seedorf, you know stuff yeah. like that. oh,
0: really? I mean, yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, we, Bruma, we, Edgar Davids too. What? Yeah.
1: yeah. She, so we, what look, we 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 hear Suriname and it's like, who the fuck are they? But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, because they probably don't put too much stock in their national team and you know, the country, whatever they mm-hmm. their best athletes leave early on. But man, it's a place that's produced yeah some good talent and and just having that connection. Sometimes you do get like coaches that are retired or they're returned. They return and now hit the so I mean it's not like they're just you know like like you'll have like Turks and Caicos and the players are like a panadero and a cab driver, and so yeah, that's way really different than like Suriname, that has this, you know, connection to,
2: to the well, Netherlands. Where well, the, the company, the company, uh, the the countries in the Caribbean that that are part of a Commonwealth or still have ties to a European country, be it France, be it you know the the the, the Netherlands. You know, it's easier. Yeah, for it them to like like Guadeloupe.
1: Like you it's, said, right, Francis, with a loop. It's
2: easier for them to play in those European leagues that because because of the the, the, the passport issue. Than 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 you know a Mexican trying to get you know Spanish or, or European citizenship, you know uh, the the passport, you know, which that's also why you that's and like if you go back twenty years, you know, twenty years back. I mean, that's that's why you have, you know a team like Jamaica having more more uh, more players playing in europe regardless if they, it was in the second division or you know yeah or, a lot of third, or third play, division
3: or, players
2: yeah or two tier team i mean that passport you know you know that, that passport is golden i mean it, it can really help you playing uh you know across the pond
0: i have a question why are we playing against Suriname? they're in south america
1: they joined. There's a few. There's a few that should be in South America, and they joined. Yeah,
2: the French, French Guiana, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. CONMEBOL comprises of ten, ten uh, federations.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: the South Americans didn't really want them.
3: Yeah. Uh, they,
2: they didn't want them. So, being races, really...
1: Ron. No, <laughs> <laughs> say it, yeah. you Say
0: it. Uh, Pastor, we can't hear you. You sound like yeah. um, Charlie Brown's ad- adults.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a it's a muffled. Boat. Yeah, we'll be here when you're ready, man Um. Yeah, that's weird that like, you know, I was looking at them. I'm like, "Wait, you guys are like neighboring Brazil. Like, why are you guys in the region? Like, I understand the <laughs> I understand like the Caribbean, you know, like you have like Bahamas and Jamaica and Haiti and all that. Like that makes sense. That's <laughs> but but Suriname's like literally in South America, so I don't know what It's
1: what makes this region so fun because you you have all these like different Uh-huh. Types of football and, and <laughs> all these other connections. I mean, Panama, right? Stone throws away from Colombia, mm-hmm. and that's and then know, that
2: a lot of these, a lot of these uh, you know, islands and stuff like that. I mean, Colombia, you know, is one of the oldest feder- you know, football federations. Confederate Yeah,
1: well, the, the so, pretty much so, the World Cup at the start was just Europe versus South America, right? The and players, Mexico and like, the U.S. So to put them in the majority, because yeah, it would just be either Mexico or the U.S. Um, so so they, were, one, the, they, were, they were
2: not included back you know hundred years back because a lot of the you know a lot of the the, the, the islands you know in, in the Caribbean up until like the nineteen sixties and 70s, that's when they basically you know got their independence so they were still you know under the rule of uh, you know of the Brits and, and and the French and stuff like that. So that's why that's why those those uh you know those there's three countries in South America that technically are in South America but are not part of CONMEBOL because they they uh they they still, you know, you know, a hundred years back they were a part of European, you know, uh they were European colonies as opposed to like, you know, Argentina Actual. or in, in, in Chile and stuff like that, which were already independent countries.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, super random, man.
1: Um. <laughs> no, I know, but, but see, that's why sometimes, um, you know, especially sometimes even in Mex, they would kind of omit some of this stuff and then be throwing a fit, but you would have these really physically uh, strong and fast players from Trinidad, from Jamaica, Haiti, and a lot of them, like Ron said, playing in Europe, playing in be a second, third division, you know, but they're playing and and the way the game is now, it's very physical, so they would be giving Max a hard time, and and they would just be destroying. Uh, you know, the media would just be destroying Max because they, you know, they're looking at the country just as, you know, because it's like third world, and so they like, they should be able to just demolish this team. Mm.
0: I will say, Make will look very slow, very slow. <laughs>
1: Or, or were those guys very fast?
0: Those dudes are fast, bro. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I mean twenty years ago, Mexico
2: was beating with you know very you know, no problem. They were beating Panama six nothing, seven nothing. They were beating, you know, those Jamaicas three nothing, five nothing.
0: The reggae
1: boys. Yeah. It, not not IT around it. We couldn't have to but, pull I mean, up that seventy-four been, like, footage when La Puente had like that Hogan hairdo. Yeah,
2: like think about it. Like the the qualifiers the leading up to Japan and Korea, I mean, they they beat the crap out of Panama in us in, in the Aztec Stadium with like seven nothing, six nothing. The game against Trinidad and Tobago, the one where like uh, uh, Elcock, uh, you know, broke, a, uh, broke I mean, that,
4: that yeah. was like you know that Cancel was like
2: that. I mean that was you know seven nothing or something like that. And so yeah, it's like I, mean, I, th- I just bro, you but, know. But, I don't. I think those days are over. And I yeah, think but, 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 but run re, really
1: quick. Yeah. Even though those results did happen, they weren't the norm. It was like it they, was they, common. They, I mean, it was common. I mean, remember? I mean,
2: it's it, it's like they. I think I think a lot of the Mexican fans are still expecting those type of games where Mexico just demolishes them.
1: But at Azteca, not they wouldn't go into, you know, Kingstown and or or any of these places, and then you know do that ass whooping. At Azteca, yeah, they would. You know, it was like gladiator. Those guys would walk in and see the Coliseum, and <laughs> and they'd be like impressed because uh, they used to playing in like some of their stadiums didn't even have stands um, or like high school looking stadiums. But put in their homes they would they would always complicate it for Max. They would,
2: I mean they would. I mean, and, and a lot of it had to do with just the the you know the uh, the black you know the the the, the black arts you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I mean, they, they were they were uh, I mean uh, I mean places like Panama. I mean they would they would on purpose, you know, play the game in, 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 in a field that was just you know drenched. Like, I, re- I mean, I remember, uh, what was it? I think when Mexico was playing, if I'm a mistake, in Panama, uh, you know, Mexico lost one nothing, and that's one of the games where, like, what's his name? Uh, uh, a, a club America player, the one that, uh, what's his name? Lara. Basically tore his ACL and stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of the times it, it was hard for Mexico to play because, I mean, just the, just the conditions. I mean, forget, like, forget that the stands were, you know, made out of wood. It was just – there were just tough, tough conditions to play
0: on. Um, so, I mean – Hey, speaking about the conditions today, it was a, a AstroTurf – or not AstroTurf, but, like, you know, it was, it was turf. It wasn't yeah. actual grass. And uh, very early on, you saw some of the players just struggling with it, you know, because you're not supposed to play with, like, regular soccer cleats when you play on turf, especially that turf. It looked pretty long. You're supposed to play with, like, turf shoes, man, because – you just get way too much grip, and where, where on grass you would you know tear up the field, and you know you'd be okay. No, on on turf, your foot just gets caught on there, and it's like really bad for your knees. So, I I just hate when when teams play on turf, like it just injuries are always the thing.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm not a big fan of it either.
0: Like, what was that stadium that Michael used to always play, and they always get injured? It was like it was the Arizona. Uh... It was like artificial turf, man, and they always got injured there. Always. There's always one player. It's where uh what's his name got injured? Ga Gaito. I think
2: that was Arizona.
0: Yeah.
4: But yeah. But I agree. But it, it's just
0: it's, it's 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 one game. Uh they do play against Jamaica uh on Sunday. So, you yes. know and that I believe that one's at home. And by home I mean in Mexico. <laughs> So uh, hopefully we'll get to see, I don't know, all alternative lineups, some other players that didn't get too many minutes today. And that,
2: That's the issue with playing these games is that, you know, it's, it's, all, it's always a damn if you do, damn if you don't. It's like if you beat them, you're supposed to. If you don't beat them, yeah. you're, 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 you're a loser. You
0: know? Yeah. It's like Brazil, man. People want to see a show. They want to see Joia Bonito
2: well I me mean, forget that it's it's just that like you said there's no there's no and and, and I get it you know uh, it's like it doesn't these aren't real tests
3: yeah.
0: you know no I agree we should be in gomebol competing over there it is what it yeah. is but uh everyone's talking shit about acevedo and how he's the most you know, scored goalkeeper so far in Liga MX, and you know it doesn't really uh, have a lot of confidence with him behind the goal. But honestly, I think he did okay today. Uh, really, no one really stood out today. I will say though, we got to stop like putting uh, like these these players on. Like for example, Marcelo Flores when he debuted, they gave him the ball to score the penalty kick, and he it just he couldn't handle the moment, missed. And then today, right, you know you have Santiago Jimenez having a great time out there um in the Netherlands doing great for Feyenoord. and then today he takes the p k and just absolutely blows it. It's just like, yo man, just just have a dedicated p k take your life. So stop trying to make these players happen just you know their time will come, but like with Santiago jimenez man that was a that was a big a big blooper, and uh yeah. Just have someone that's dedicated to taking penalties and have them take them every single time. I will say uh, the big hot topic for for tonight, in my opinion, is unpacking the Super Classico that happened over the weekend. And obviously there was one clear winner in that one. America winning at one point, I think it was 4-0. And that's when I turned it off. And uh, Chivas ended up <laughs> Chivas ended up getting two goals back, but I mean from start to finish, it was it was head and shoulders. It was it was clear who the who the victor was. And obviously a lot of controversy surrounding my Henry Martin's celebration. Joel, what do you think about it? Do you think it was like a little bit over the top him him doing the Cuauhtemo celebration where he's doing the, the peeing no. dog?
1: No, we were just talking about uh the classical, you know, being lackluster because you're missing these type of moments. I think what what we should have seen was some of the Chiva players trying to square up or throw hands because he's he's disrespecting. Mm-hmm. And they seem pretty nonchalant about it. I think that's yeah. that's kind of concerning because it's like that wouldn't happen before, man. I remember the classicals. There was always a scuffle, or you know, and some of the players getting heated. And this, this—I don't know, man. These guys, these guys. And then I'm seeing some news started popping up with um, what's his face, Guzman, talking oh, about is a type Yeah, talking about is a hardcore rojinegro. Oh yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. And
0: Vegas
1: chosen that- one.
0: Yeah. In Vegas that he
2: would play for a Medica and stuff like
1: that. <laughs> Ron's just enjoying this dude. <laughs> I'm um, like, damn, Chiwaz, you're falling in hard times, dude. Yeah. We I- were like the party, dude. They were they were like the you know, they were like the the um the, like the alpha beta. They had the best parties. And then, and then the they, the remember huh? And yeah, the man, nerds. Man. <laughs> 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 I'm doing a really old reference. Um, but yeah, that, that's where a lot of players wanted to be. Now it's like, I'll play there if I have to, but.
0: All right. So I got a lot to say about Henry Martin celebrations. Number one, do that when it's 0 or before the game. Don't do it when you're up three zero, bro. Have the balls to talk shit before the game, or when it's zero-zero, right? We had this week of buildup with all the different outlets and journalists and podcasts, and they they got to have them on the on the Chivas YouTube channel, and you know it was very very gentleman-like, you know he him and uh, Pocho talking about each other, and oh I wish how you played with us, and oh I wish you played over here, and. I respect you, and you respect me. And then you go out and you score when you're already up 3-0. You you already celebrated. You already ran into the net. But then you're like, you know what? I'm going to go and do this extra celebration that has already been done by Cuauhtempo. And look, bro, Henry Martin, you are no Cuauhtempo Blanco. You don't have his sort of, like, pedigree to be able to get away with that, in my opinion. I understand you're trying to, like... Like, show homage to that, and, and you're trying to, like, kind of recreate that that rivalry. But fuck that, bro. Have the balls to do it, like, before the game. Don't do it when you're up 3-0. That's my only criticism of that. As far as, like, like trying to bring that rivalry, like, I'm, I'm all about that. And I do agree. Like, where is the response from Chivas? The, the, absolutely no back, no balls. Like, you do not allow that to happen. If you're the goalkeeper, if that was those viable bro, he would have took his legs out. He would have fought him. He would have punched him in the face or something. You want to yeah. see some sort of reaction from that we didn't get anything. And that for me is like very disappointing. And it goes to show like, number one, how kind of like fabricated this shit is, like artificial it is, kind of reminds me of like the MLS rivalries, how it's like, it's not really there. So they have to kind of create it. And that's how I feel about these classicals nowadays. Like these these players don't, don't rep these teams anymore. They're not from the Fuerzas Básicas. So they don't have any association with growing up in Guadalajara and being from Guadalajara or being from Mexico City. They don't have that sort of like rivalry, you know? There are some players from Chivas that are from, you know, Guadalajara and do have that pride, but I mean, Henry Martin, where is he even from? I don't even know. Are so you
2: saying that Chivas basically acted like a bunch of storyboys beta cats?
0: It's some better <laughs> shit, bro. That's some bad-ass shit, dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like, it's like, it's like Cliff from, uh, from uh, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, right? When that guy hits that shot and they win the game and he celebrates in MJ's face, and then they ask MJ after the game, are you mad? He's like, I ain't mad. He's like, I respect the man that does that shit when they're behind or when it's 0-0. Zero, zero. And I was like, damn, bro. Facts. <laughs> what
3: did you guys think of uh,
0: John uh... Oh, actually, I'm going to play it right now because I haven't heard it yet. So let's do that real quick.
5: Okay. Fui al Acro en no. el sábado y me di cuenta en persona Ay, te vi que, un video, es, eh. que es imposible, Ajá. imposible que Chivas salga campeón jugando con puros mexicanos. No digas eso. Porque aunque salió campeón hace cinco años, no digas eso. Hace cinco años todavía había posibilidad de algunos mexicanos regresar. Los mejores mexicanos que regresen de Europa se van al, 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 al MLS. Para mí, de lo que vi el sábado, es imposible. Porque, ¿quién entraba de cambio? ¿A quién pones? Yo sí creo, quiero saber si está, estamos de acuerdo. ¿El Piojo del de no. Marano? No. Quedó obsoleto para el Guadalajara. Tiene Alexis Vega. a ser campeón. Pero me dijo, pero todas estas estrellas que tienen, sí, ¿hace cuánto? ¿Ya? El
0: 59 al 70.
5: Hoy en día, el formato de Chivas nunca va a salir campeón. Es inc- Uf.
0: Yes. <laughs> Damn, bro, that's a that's a massive statement to put out there. Okay. What was that?
4: My mic work?
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit better. Yeah.
4: Mm. Well, if it does, let me know. Cause no point in wasting breath. But <laughs> um, I completely disagree with that. I think that's too soon. Uh, that's one of those statements where Chivas works to listen and bring on foreigners. The very front page of the Ah Chivas broker tradition. Ah, they're terrible. Mexican, they don't trust Mexican players. That's what they do. They're looking for the button to push itself.
0: I uh, I I think it's just like uh, ESPN Deportes and especially Fútbol Vicante just being. You know, they're just trying to get people's attention. It's a very bold statement to say, and it's a stupid statement to say because, like, don't say never th- that it's impossible. There's a there's there's always a chance that Chivas can come out champion, but I understand the sentiment of, like, you look at the bench of both teams and it's, like, night and day, right? And you have, like, a very, very shallow depth when it comes to Chivas. And, yeah, I agree. Like, there's no, like, superstars at our club anymore. We have one alexis vega and um you know some say he's halfway you know to europe already so i get it but i think it's just a dumb statement to say and i don't agree with it
4: no, just a statement to make. on the flip side if you wholeheartedly believe that then why do you watch mexico why do you watch Mexico with the world cup why yeah you criticize mexico I mean, if Chivas, the Mexican team, can't be a uh, champion in the League of Foreigners, then why do you have such high standards for the Mexican national team if at the end of the day, the same thing, it's Mexican team against foreigners? So if you're going to say that, my might as well say, Mexico will never do anything important that, nothing like that. Once a gold medal, corporations, all that stuff, which is a fluke. Everybody gets lucky once in a while. But Mexican players are just not that good in the rest of the world.
0: I can't, I can't hear.
1: We're washing the dishes? Yeah, what are you doing? I was opening something. No, go on. I didn't know it was this loud, though. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I, I I kind of, I feel, I, I kind of
2: share his sentiment, though. I mean thing, <laughs> is, is uh I mean I don't I mean I, I d know about leather but what I, I can think she was going on a piece of sweet route of going, you know, twenty something years and not winning anything uh major. I mean just um, I mean first and foremost, the league in general Is having a hard time getting those those like bombas, those stars, you know. Um, In general, so that's not that's 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 like I I, you know that that kind of like and I've said this that the Mexican league right now is, is being devalued. For a number of reasons, you know, just you know, the 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 being able to watch it is a struggle. You know, both in the U.S. and Mexico. A lot a lot of people feel that you know that you know. There's also you got more competition because you know fans are able to watch more European leagues now and stuff like that. And and obviously MLS, you know, is also you know you know is creeping in there. Um, and they're also poaching and they're also getting you know you know able to you know. Because 20 years ago, MLS, you know, I always considered that it was basically a, a, a Central American Super League because, I mean, the Pescadito Rices and the Cienfuegos. Cienfuegos. And it's and, and, and like, it like, oh, okay, whatever. But, it's, but now it seems that they're able to basically coach the players that Mexico was going after, like the Liga MX. So, and I know that doesn't affect to us because you know we're talking about foreigners, but uh i mean that in itself you know you were able to attract you know a, a better breed of, of, of athlete you know soccer player from from south america mm-hmm. and that in itself basically you know elevated the league and, and by doing so it also you know forced you know to us to basically get with the times and i mean i mean like if you. Think about it, Chivas back in you know 04, 05, 06. I mean, they, they were stacked. You know, they, they they did well. They won in 06. They had they had a hell of a run, and 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 what's the name in the Libertadores. They played really well.
1: That's a lot of canteranos, though.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a combi- you know, It was a combination of of of, of, of both. You know, having good, you know players from from their youth academies and also getting you know players you know uh yeah you know, they, they able to attract some of mexico's best players now again i mean they, they'd rather go to i that's that's pathetic i mean that's that really is pathetic when when you're using players to 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 teams like you know what's the name where did where i to go to
0: i went um, to kansas city
2: well i mean when you when when Chiva when Kansas City is more lucrative than 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 than, than Guadalajara,
0: that's a problem. It really is. Well, you know, Chivas like to send their heroes through the back door. They've done it time and time again, and um, yeah, that's a Chivas issue. Uh, they don't have the money to kind of keep talent like like Pulido and Pizarro. I mean, the all those, shit. all those, all those players the that they shit. that they won the championship with were all like it was like a lease, you know. It's like when you get a nice supercar, like a sports yeah. car, but people are like, damn, like and you are like, oh shit, man, like you are over here winning all these track races, and then and then one day you show up in a, in a Ford Pinto, you are like, hey, dude, what happened to your car? You're like, oh man, that was a lease, dog. I got that shit repoed. <laughs> it was all a facade. <laughs> yeah. Bad man.
4: Well, no, that's the important thing. I mean, I hope main fans don't buy this lie, this bold statement. If you look at the, for the Angelica puentes period, I think Chivas made nine out of eleven league. They had a team, you know, with good amount of talent from like veteran players, experienced players, and a good combination of young players. The problem right now is it's just the ownership, the money. Because if you give Chivas the same funding that Monterrey or Tigres has, they would have all these stars. They would have Ponchito Gonzalez. They would have Marcel Ruiz. they probably have Cordova America when they didn't want them. They'd probably be able to bring back like this. They would have the money. But since that Juan Angelica Puentes thing, the lawsuit, which is quote-unquote no money around, it's a reflection of the roster. It's not a reflection of, like, Mexican players. You can't come in here and say Mexican players are trash. Is this roster trash? Except for three, four, five people? Yes. Like look at Mexico. I didn't even watch the game because I saw the lineup. I saw the lineup with Charlie Rodriguez, Antuna, and Alvarado. Behind Santi. I'm like, those three are trash. <laughs> yeah, you don't have the same you don't have the same familiar faces from before. So it doesn't take the fact away that they're not national team players. They're not national team standards. Same thing with Beltrán. Beltrán's not a national team player. Ocho Guzmán's a national team player. He's like a having shoulders above other players, level wise. But then and Carlos Rodriguez is the same thing. They're the same level players. He's not a player that's gonna go to Europe and have his dominate. So, it's just a roster. the roster, roster sucks, the ownership sucks. But I wouldn't blame <laughs> it on Mexican players. I wouldn't blame it on the fact that Cuba like, sucks because they only play with Mexicans.
3: Well,
2: here's the thing. In theory, because Mexican, because she was playing with, you know with all Mexican players, logic would say logic would say that they would be producing the most, uh, you know, at least the most players to the national team, mm-hmm. and that hasn't always been so. You you know you would have you would have you know Chivas would be producing you know the forwards, uh, at least the attacking. The attack, uh, you know, attacking uh, positions. But, but the thing about it is, why is it that Cruz Azul, Pumas, America, and 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 recently, you know, Pachuca, but basically for basically for almost forty years, the players the players that were producing Mexico's best players in the attacking positions were from America, Pumas, and Cruz Azul. And those are three teams. The three teams that that uh, that you know that have you know that that, that you know play with that foreign players. So I've always said that you know competition breeds competition. So a, a play like Carlos Hermosillo, you know Ricardo Peleas, Cuauhtemoc Blanco, you know starting you know basically you know breaking the ranks and starting at America at 17, 18 years old, and playing. That means that they're not only competing against, you know, Mexico's best, but they're also competing against, you know, very quality, you know, you know quality uh, foreign players from South, you know, for the most part from South America.
1: Yeah, nationals a lot of time.
2: Exactly. So, so, like, you know, when Chucky Lozano is, is, is basically debuting and playing, you, you, you both know this, Pachuca at one point was using seven, eight, you know, players, you know, not born in Mexico. So, so, but so basically, Chucky is having to compete not only with the Mexicans; he's also having to compete with foreigners. Mm-hmm. And that, and that basically, you know, that that's basically building more character and and, and and stuff like that. That's that's always been. I think that that's always been Chivas's problem is that that they they think that just you know the laws of averages because they're, they're playing more Mexican players that they're going to produce more Mexican players. And that's not so. you You have to have a you have to have a, a system that foments you know more competition. And I'm not saying that to do that you have to you you have to abandon the tradition of of of, of you know you know foregoing uh, you know uh, the, 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 the the you know the no you know no foreign policy. I mean, if you think about it, Bilbao. You know, there's three there's there's been three teams in in in, in Spain. That have never that have never been relegated. That's that's America. Oh, I'm sorry, not America. Uh, uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and, and Bilbao, and Bilbao has a similar policy that Chivas has. You know where they play. You know you know mm-hmm. Bilbao is actually more restrictive if you think about it. They they they, they play just region. they only get yeah from a very small region of Spain. Oh. Whereas Mexico has you know or Chivas can can basically pick. From, you know, a hundred, you know, 120 uh, million Mexicans. Well, actually and, half of it. Yeah. And the ones uh, born the here. US. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it has to do more with, 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 you know, Chivas. And, and it's something that, you know, that stems back even, even during the promotora era is that they didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have those mechanisms of, of, of basically fermenting an environment of competition, because, because, like I said, there's no excuse for 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 Chivas not producing more foreign, uh, more you know, attacking uh, position, you know, players from from attacking roles like the attacking midfielder, the fl- you know, the wings, the forwards mm. uh, o- over America and, and 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 Pumas and Cruz Azul. Mm. But I think, I think, I honestly think that Sutcliffe is, is right, man. They're, Chivas is going to be in trouble, and they're going to be in trouble for a long time.
1: Well they have been pretty much. It
2: is. I mean they like within the past ten years, how many times have they qualified to the World Cup to, to the League yeah
1: To the World Cup, right? Huh? No, to the to, <laughs> to, to the,
2: to, to the Ligia.
3: Very
1: few. Yeah, no, they, they had missed up until Pelayas came in. They had missed four or five in a row. And yeah. if you look at and if you look at their thing, they have gone stretches where they'll miss two, three in a row. They'll qualify, then they'll qualify like twice and then they'll miss out like, and it oh, got oh, to the point where it got normalized because um you know and i can't i can't This was like one of my discussions with with Chilla hermanos because i would say the club's big in his historically it's a big club but results they're more of a mid-table team
2: they are they're they're, they're like a necaxa they're like plenty you know a team that you know has a lot of history and stuff like that but
1: they're
2: way, way more than those teams. <laughs> no, they are, they are. But, again, I, I think, I mean, re- really the only, I think the only thing that that Chivas, not just, I mean, like I said, it's not just Chivas, but, you know, if if, if the value of, of the national team decreases and the value of the league decreases, you know, that's only going to hurt, I mean, that's going to hurt all the teams, but that's especially going to hurt Chivas.
1: Yeah, oh, no, man. it's it's this team. I agree that that's been lacking, where they haven't been able to to have more competitive squads. It became difficult for them, especially as some of these smaller teams became stronger, like the Pachucas, the Santos, um, and then the, with two Monterrey's, and all of these teams now meant. Less players from Chivas to choose from because now it's like a Monterrey could pay you double or or just way more, and so then that that you started seeing Chivas not um, not being able to hold on to to some of their better players, and so that and and I I guess from like the Fernando Schwartz and. I don't think they need foreigners, but but when the league went to more foreigners, that meant that these other clubs that I just mentioned, like Leon, Pachuca, Santos, some of these teams, they they could um, get reinforced easier. So they have a bad season, they could go and buy five foreigners, and next season be more competitive. And then Chivas just doesn't have that. So right right there, they they're they're you know they're starting. They're starting the race in the back, man, back to the line. You even had Matias in his last days talking about that. Um, he was feeling the burn. Uh, and and we've seen that also uh when Chivas would start the season and then they'll lose to a San Luis or a Juarez and and the fans would be mad and it's like, Well these and I was like, Well yeah, technically they're they're like the weaker teams, but like in the off season they brought like three or four Argentines and Brazilians and whatnot. And, you know, they're about to at least start the season trying to, you know, show something so they can move to another club. Uh, And you see that quite a, you know, quite often where it's it's easier for Chivas to be one of the bigger teams than to start off against one of the weaker teams.
4: I totally agree. I think it's on money because if you put that team with Vergara that went to 9 out of 11 in Libertadores semifinals, you put that team in today's state, where like Bernardo, Bopo, Bravo, Ramon Massa Rodriguez, Sarcido, and you had them today with great ownership, with great lack of fun, those players wouldn't be there. It would be the same thing as the 2017 squad. They would get sold off like Pizarro, Pulido, and all those guys. They wouldn't have faith. Monterrey would have taken... Bravo or Bolfo, and your your crying. If you would have put that same roster now, because there's no money. There's no money to hold them. Over here, Chronicles are saying competition breeds competition. Exactly. You don't have a quality roster to breed competition, because there's no money. It's not the same thing in America with a quality place where one guy can come up and feed off that, where in you're feeding off a bunch of bumps. How are you going to grow? That's why he said Chivas was a bum because he was surrounded by bums. And he goes to America, and there's <laughs> all players there, and they take that pressure off him. That's why when see the same thing. Back with Vergara, that's why Salcido, who never played second, third division or whatever, like, barely, like, for a year, he can come on to a team and, like, adapt and learn real quick because he was surrounded by ballers. Because that, that's what they were. Medina, Ramosito, Bravo, Bolfo, in their time, they were ballers, and the results say it. Nine out of eleven back to back semifinals in Libertadores. Those are Mexicans balling out nationally and international level. Earn ownership doesn't have any money. It's not even the four Why well, do they bring six, seven players? Okay, that's fine. The team can't even keep a quality player when they have one. I mean, they have money. They just, don't
1: they, they just don't. they just don't have more have money. To buy they just don't have enough money to compete with the top five. You know, if we look at the top five, like spenders. There's T- T- Cruz Azul, América. The There's no money. That's what I'm saying. No, but there is money. They're There's just no like money. not, right. not enough.
4: We wouldn't be having this conversation of Pivas can't compete with Mexicans. If there was that money the top teams have, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: Well, because see, this is the other thing. There's less Mexicans playing. So, and I said the story of, of Moncho when she was born, and they got him from Monterrey, and he was coming in as a backup. He wasn't he wasn't a known player, and and he ended up being a beast. And so you just don't have players like that anymore that that are in a club and they just need an opportunity. It's it's, it's less less players like that now. So that makes it even more difficult for Chivas. The few that there are clubs are not letting them go as easily. Um, So now they're, I mean, they even had that, what? That, what was it like second division here in the US where they were asking, I don't know how much money seeing it was Chivas. (laughs) That's like shit, man.
4: Yeah, but the point I looked at uh, Néstor Araujo, apparently Chivas wanted him back, He's a Chivas fan, but Medica had more money. You're going to have the option of having someone national team player, Europe experience, World Cup experience, someone that younger players like uh Chiquette them stuff and feed off, and you can take pressure off And so why did not I hope come? Because there was no money. Yeah. I mean, I'll die on this hill. Chivas has the money that already has, that Tigres has. Like, but even the
1: well, I'm gonna say this, because you, you could have the money, you still have to know how to spend it and how to like, invest it, you know, because Monterrey and even Tigres for a lot of years, they've had money and they were, they still couldn't compete, you know,
4: well, here I'll bring you a perfect example. Uh, Omar Adellano talking to Ramosito Morales. You know, Adelano, we get injured all the time. He said when he went to uh, uh, Monterrey, yeah, they told him he's been injured too much because he had too much muscle mass on his legs. Oh. So they worked on that. Interesting. So he's like, "Why? guys, I never realized that. No one ever told me that." It's like,
1: it's, it's, well, they, yeah, they got rid of they got rid of a lot of their. Like medical staff. Okay, well, they
4: got real lot of their medical staff, like what you were saying. Either you have the money, you know how to spend it, or even it's not money related. You're not doing things right. Behind the scenes, you're not doing the right decisions. It's crazy how you have a player who everyone says is made out of glass. He goes to another team and his injuries completely die down a lot.
0: Damn, that is crazy. I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's very interesting.
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, I remember when uh, Chivas sacked, they made Matias like the head of the the medical. <laughs> how how come Hulk doesn't
0: have that problem? Hulk, Hulk? Well, I, I'm talking about the Brazilian Hulk. Or is oh. it, yeah, like that dude's fucking muscle, dude.
1: It depends um, your body type. Mm. So if he has like really skinny legs, you know, because I remember. Reading something like that about Ronaldo, if you see Ronaldo,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, by Ronaldo, I mean the Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. If you see when he was like very young, 18, 19, Mm -hmm. he was like a skinny dude. And then he he bulked up in Europe. And that was like, they said, a reason why he kept getting the injuries because his legs were just too heavy and his like ligaments just couldn't support all that weight.
0: That's weird though. I don't think he got that bulky.
1: We could could ask the internet.
0: Look at Roberto (laughs) Carlos,
1: dude. (laughs) He was was on top of two midgets. They were carrying him. That guy? (laughs)
0: That guy could probably crush um, watermelons with his thighs, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, again, his body types. Because there's all different body types. he could have just had that the muscle mass on him or the, the body fat, you know?
0: I have a theory that maybe that's why Neymar gets injured all the time. If you look at Neymar, dude, that guy was skinny as a twig when he was at Santos.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's... that's.
0: And now he's, like, always injured.
1: Yeah, and you see it in bodybuilding. Like, uh, they'll talk about, the like, the different body types. And if you want to be, like, the... You know, like the biggest one is, I forgot the name of it. Uh, there's Ectomorph like en- endomorph or some shit. like Endomorph yeah, there you go.
0: endomorph is like you're a little bit more round. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure it's like that. Uh, it could be like that with, mm-hmm. with, with your legs, you know, as well. And it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of put that strength or you just can't do it. But I mean, it didn't used to be a thing. Like, UVC you see soccer players from, from yesteryear, you know, it just, in the recent years when they became very physical, so now everyone was juicing up or doing doing something like messy, right? He was getting the HGH. Yeah. Human growth hormones. Or else he would have been like 5'2 and... <laughs> He would have been playing with Flores in the Arsenal under-20s.
0: So there was a friendly yesterday. Obviously, clubs like to stay busy during international breaks. Over here in San Jose, I was lucky enough to be in attendance uh, covering the match. And uh, Chivas uh, started out with a 1-0 lead. Thanks to Pollo Brissueño, who celebrated like a madman it was a friendly man but this guy celebrated like like he had just won the World Cup and then uh, Pachuca got a, a soft call PK call the game gets tied up and then it kind of looked like the game was gonna end that way a lot of substitutions obviously with friendlies you know the coach wants to give everybody a run and uh, yeah they they made a lot of changes but in the end uh Pachuca got the game winning goal. Seemed like the goalkeeper could have done a little bit more with it. Rangel, he was the starter yesterday. And uh, another loss for Fupau. And, you know, a lot of the fans, they were talking shit to Pocho. He he didn't start the game. He was, he was in the sidelines. He was warming up. And all the fans were just like, hey. He, he, they were just, like, screaming at him, like, go get a beer, go get some drugs. Like, you know, they were, like, mad at him, you know. They were talking shit about him they're just uh unhappy with how the clasico went down and losing at home 4-2 it was a bit embarrassing defeat and you have another clasico coming up against atlas so you know you want to see a reaction from chivas and obviously not a lot of confidence when when you're losing matches uh like yesterday Also, Carlos Saltillo was there, which was kind of cool. What uh,
2: was the spread break.
0: There was no spread, dog. I got to the press box. They had what looked like the um, like sal- like there was probably salad or something, but there was no food, bro. I was so disappointed. All they had was a a fridge full of water. Yeah,
4: that's
0: yeah yeah typically uh, you know when these other um i don't know what to call them these other companies that set up these matches like prime time and uh there's another one typically they don't do a really good job organizing so like you'll be lucky enough to to get anything honestly
1: yeah you, you got spoiled by soccer united marketing <laughs> Some, <laughs> hey,
0: some gives you the jug, bro. Like,
1: those... hey, I remember people hating on Max. Always renewing with Soccer United Marketing and I will be happy to. <laughs> they, they, they treat me really good.
2: <laughs> I concur. I concur. I can <laughs>
1: because, Ron, Ron, when we started applying what's it? 20 years ago. Bef- right before some though, right? I no, no, remember that. Some some, uh, some, some
2: uh, no, I think some, some was already started by then, day.
1: Well, I don't know because I, I mean I remember the first match I applied to and it was um it was a Mexico Argentina and and uh
2: so was that the, was that uh, was the first game?
1: You know, it was Inter-America Sports. I have the letter. Here. I get the rejection letter <laughs> and I remember, Dude, I had to fax them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I said the fax. And because they, they put it, and it's just hard to get a hold of them compared to, like, you know, Soccer United Marketing. And then the first Gold Cup I went to was, like, the one with La Puente, or two, I think. Damn. Zero so two or three. And that was well. That was through Concacaf, but I don't think some was some was like right Wait, around that time.
0: The one that was in Mexico, the Gold Cup, the one that yeah, that was La La Volpe.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. La Volpe, yeah, and he he plays Brazil twice, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but I remember, um dude. Some of these places, they were just dicks, dude. They just they didn't give a fuck. You basically have to know people, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you, we didn't get in, none of that shit. Like the way some would send you <laughs> the flights, they send you the flights, what hotel, yeah, training times, uh, parking pass. Yep. they roll out the red carpet. Dude. And I know you're always at the photographer, but I don't know if you have ever gone, like, to the press box.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's yeah, like, it coffee cookies they only once they had beer
3: just once oh
1: probably wasn't even even
0: there (laughs) Uh, Um, the, the the mexico game at levi's yeah that that was a really good spread they had i mean obviously it's the it's a football stadium so they have like the amenities and yeah that was that was nice bro they had like chefs there and Yeah, like, everything, cookies, fucking ice cream, like, whatever you want, bro. The spread was real nice. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, me and Ron, we've been, whew, we even helped out with, we helped out with one of their websites, the first Interamerica, uh, no, Inter, what was it called, Ron, Inter 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 Inter
2: Interliga? Interliga, yeah, we we were, uh, we were staff writers on the very first, uh, very first Interliga we you know, we were writing uh, I was basically doing, you know, pre and post game analysis. Uh yeah. did it for, like for America, for Toluca. Uh, it was fun, dude. It was fun times.
0: <laughs> we have our number one fan present. I'm sure he uh he, is ready to come out now that the Classic he, goes over.
1: He He had been hiding when the Catorce looked distant and far away. (laughs) And all of a sudden, he's he's been renewed. His faith has been renewed. (laughs) Buenas noches. (laughs) Buenas noches.
0: Look who suddenly has something to say. You weren't here for the for the preview, but you're here for the aftermath. After uh, you know, you have the the result in your favor. But glad you're back.
6: Thank thank you very much. I know the optics look bad. Well, I was I was out of town, but after, I still got I can't even speak right now. I still got a stiffy from Saturday, man.
1: <laughs> oh, there's not much blood in, in your head.
6: For sure, for sure. But one thing I do got to say you, this crying and whining about, about Henry doing that dance, man, that, that was a masterpiece to me. It was like Mona Lisa, a Francisco Goya painting, or the Thinker. <laughs> but 50. But this one, we're going to call it, instead of the Thinker, we're going to call it the Pisser. Because that's what he did on Chivas, and I I listened to the show last week about uh, and by the way I love the build up to the, to this game, no, not not to do the do the end of crap and the, one of the and the and the Chivas thing collaboration. I think that was just
0: it was crazy. That,
6: that made me nauseous, honestly. But uh, but the ESPN. And the Fox Sports, the it goes to show you why America's the biggest team in the world, because no other team, Chivas is coddled, like, like to the next level. Like it's crazy how coddled these guys are. <laughs> you, you go, you go on uh, on on Picante, and everyone has the same t- the same take. Every, Cause this was crazy to me. Everyone had Chivas as a favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on you know results in the league up to that point, Chivas were above América in the in the table and they had looked lively. Obviously, the A loss lot. against Puebla sort of soured everything. But yeah, going up, going into the match, yeah, I'll, and then you're at home too. Yeah, yeah, it made sense.
6: No way, man! I, you guys were lucky I didn't call last week because I, I predicted this. I <laughs> predicted this porking. I expected five zero. <laughs> got four two. Because Chivas, they got help all season long, man. The chi- the Chivard was noticeable like crazy. The Tijuana game, the Juarez game, and uh, what what other game? The uh, I'm forgetting what other game, but but I like the con- the
1: comparing.
6: Oh, there you go, Monterrey. <laughs> Oh, you got it, right? you got it, okay. Monterrey should have should have scored five on you guys. Should have, would have, coulda. I know, and the tying penalty that the guy missed. But whenever your goalkeeper is the best player, that's not a good thing. And the ESPN guys, you should you should have seen this uh this uh this episode of Picante, uh Chelis, uh Mario, uh, uh Hector Huerta, and. Mario Carrillo. There were, it's crazy how everyone sees football in their own way. Cause they were they were saying this like, this, this is a, a ratonero team, like a knockoff Atlas Balonazo. Everyone's running, but mm-hmm. like um, this this Chivas team, this style. Everyone's praising this style, but this entire time they're playing. I'm thinking, the you know these guys are drunks. You know they're bums. <coughs> <laughs> and they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to keep this style this uh this pace and style of play all season long. Even uh Palencia, he's on Fox uh, Fox Sports now. He yeah. even said it after the first game. He's like, I don't know how long these guys are gonna last with this style. But but um... I
0: I, w- I will say that you know it did catch up with them as far as Chivas. Eventually, they were going to get tested, and and th- they were they were tested and exposed. I think they left Andy Martin and Carrasita alone way too often. Carrasita has been
1: a headache for Chivas since.
0: Yeah, but they just did a terrible. Always. They did. T- they had no scheme against him. No strategy against him. And it was obvious in the in the first goal, man, that he was just like left wide open, and I and I think for me it's like, all right, I want to see how they respond and how they react. That's kind of been like the biggest criticism with coaches in the past, with Dick Chang, with Vuce, maybe even Thena. It's like uh, the reaction's not there, like not after the game, not oh let's reflect on this loss. No, being able to make those adjustments in real time and i i'm really disappointed with bau just having absolutely no response to the onslaught and you know i think that's the difference between like a good coach and and a and a world class coach or a great coach kind of like what happened in mexico against holland you know
6: for sure for sure but I, everyone's focused on on the golazos el cabezota made. cuz he's not the cabecita anymore he's a cabezota. <laughs>
0: he's big head
6: he was penetrating the, <laughs> the Chivas defense all night long, the, but the, but this game was lost in the midfield. Chivas' midfield is trash, overrated garbage, man.
0: And, overrated? And I gotta, I gotta, They're not even rated.
6: Oh, you should have listened to the buildup, man. Otto Guzman—he's uh—he's freaking. Uh, was that? Uh, He's Toto or Totti, whatever that Italian guy's name is. Yeah, Francesco Totti. One
0: yeah. of my favorite players. Yep.
6: Look, uh, and that guy was talking way too much before the game. I don't know if it was he didn't take his uh his uh pregame eight ball. <laughs> I don't know if it was the roid <laughs> Rage.
3: <laughs>
6: he's not Bocho Guzmán, he's Chocho's Guzman. Oh my Th- this god. Guy's very overrated. He he shouldn't even be starting from Mexico. He's super slow. That's why Tata didn't like him. And that's why Coca doesn't like him.
0: Oh shit.
6: He only shined the Pachuca because he was like like Al, Al uh, I don't know, is it Al Pastor or Habibi? What is it now? Como sea, pero Americas tu papi whenever whenever I see a Cruz Azul fan, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see a Pumas fan, I don't even acknowledge them. <laughs> and, and Chivas, that's like my gender fluid daughter, man. I just
0: No <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I tagged you in that tweet, bro. That shit had me rolling that video The tweet? Yeah, that shit was hella funny, dude. Yeah, she was hilarious. We're like the kid, like the mom's like, no,
1: she, that's not my son. And then, she, yeah, dude. Tatius, the I'm dad, man. When whoever... tigres comes out, and he's <laughs> like, I'm your son too. And then you see Monterrey in the back. You're my son. Isn't that like a parody though? Not like
0: a real I don't know. I just thought it was. I, I got the soundbite. I don't have like the the video of you guys can't see it, but I got the soundbite. Shit's hella funny.
6: Yo no tengo ningún hijo ¿Y yo qué
4: soy? Está bien Sí tengo hijo Pero solo es uno
5: ¡Yo qué tú! ¡Ese hijo no es mío!
1: Tranquilos no todos Este es mi hijo Y se equivocó
3: de casa Ya es un rey. Eso es un that is a that is a
0: that is a masterpiece, bro. Whoever put that together, oh boy. Uh, I love that we can laugh about all this. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's a good, healthy rivalry. Obviously, Chivas make uh, America better. America makes Chivas better. Well, right now it's kind of one-sided, and it has been for a long time. But I think both teams will end up in Liga. Obviously, if some adjustments need to be made on on the Chivas side of things, and. You know, like what uh, Sulklev said. You know, it's like you look at the bench; it's like there's there's no one there. So, we'll see if there will be some reinforcements, maybe in the summertime. But as of right now, this is all we got, man. All we got is the the player, the best players that are that are in Tapatio and and whatever we have at our disposal, which is which is not much.
6: I disagree with you, Jaime. It isn't a, it isn't a rivalry anymore. No, and, uh, you guys were talking about in the last show. You were uh, mm-hmm. mentioning why the Clásico wasn't it, it, no, it didn't have that much attention, attention or or, yeah. uh, or no one was really feeling it anymore. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
6: and you player. Yeah, yep. you guys made some great points about the America side, but that was always known about the foreigners and all that. Even though America doesn't get credit for the Canteranos, it does produce. But,
1: no, but I, I would say in, in the past, uh, you would see uh, some of the foreigners that were like oh, all in, like Reynoso.
6: Reynoski. Um, yeah. El Bam Bam Samurano. But, but what I wanted to say, you guys were right about the, the points of why it isn't the Clasico anymore, why there's mm-hmm. that much tension on it anymore. Yeah, But, but what I disagree is, what you guys should have said, is the per- who has the more blame? And oh. Chivas, and Chivas compared is ninety Chivas, ten percent America, because America, you can say what you want, has won a title in, in four uh, four tournaments or five or whatever, but America is always in, always pushing through in the in the yeah always fighting, and Chivas. Thank God for the Repechaki because you guys wouldn't <laughs> where would you guys be? Yeah. No,
0: I mean I, I don't disagree with that. It's it you have like America has nothing to nothing to do in this. This is all Cheos's fault as far as like why the why it's not a super classical anymore. It's because they just haven't been able to hold in their you know their end of the bargain. They haven't been able to to level up. And that's just like yeah. that's a front that's a front end issue, you know? So you know, America's doing shit with or without us like that's that's definitely not an issue it's it's more on the chivas to blame
1: yeah it was similar with and with atlas you know all those years that they were just sucking it up and it did lose Casico tapatio did lose some you know some sauce for a while because atlas was that's always like nobody really cared that much
6: man, man i'm really disappointed in jaime man why because in the you were condoning cheating in the last podcast. Which one? About the Reynoso handball.
0: Oh yeah, that, that was great, man. That's one of the um, most. That's one of the best. That's like what the ones that you got away with. You're like, ah, I got away with that. You know, it's like when OJ killed those people. He's like, I got away with it. You know. Damn. Wow. <laughs> the glove doesn't fit. You did <laughs> not commit.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. I and that that wouldn't have happened in in today's modern game, unfortunately. But um yeah, it was a great it was one of the best clasicos ever, man.
6: There's another but, Go ahead, I'm go ahead.
0: Uh, There's another one that comes to mind. Uh it was a three three draw. I think America was up like three one at one point. And then Bravo just came back, scored some bangers. And then obviously in most recent time was like the Copa por Mexico where Chivas won. It's like four three, but that was preseason. But I mean in the last couple of times obviously the chico chico tassels those were those are pretty good too but i don't know man it's, it's been a while since uh since it's been level
6: man that guy's been MIA since that i know man
0: yeah he he couldn't even get minutes in this friendly yesterday it was crazy he was just warming up forever i'm like damn bro they're not even going to put you in
6: him and Moso are like the worst fullbacks I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, Moso is uh, definitely overrated, man. I'm, I, I can see why they didn't take him to the Olympics.
6: They're like knockoff wingers. They they focus too much on offense and they don't know what the hell's going on on defense. El Cabecita ate, ate that guy's lunch.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, Moso is not. I I, I can see why. Bumas were willing to get rid of them, and unfortunately, we don't have cheekies here to to talk about Bumas. But what is there to say about them? They are in crisis mode. Also, Pumas. also uh, Cruz Azul, right? They, they just haven't been doing well.
6: Man, w- whenever América plays those guys in in the league, I don't even worry. <laughs> I know that I don't, I don't even watch the game because I know it's gonna be an automatic W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: man, it's it's crazy right now. We have hey, the hey,
6: but I, I wanted to ask you something, Jaime, about the because the something interesting that 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 uh, that Dork Sutcliffe said aside from that uh, about Chivas not not being able to win a title, which I agree with, by the way but he was mentioning something about the Chivas stadium that he went there on to, on Saturday to see the uh, mm-hmm. Classico. yeah and i remember you uh, i remember you went uh in the last tournament right
0: yes i did yeah
6: and he was mentioning that that the chivas monitor it wouldn't play anything Yeah, i mean the the big the jumbo screen or whatever you yeah, want to call yeah they don't mhm what's up with that
0: i don't know it pisses me off right so i went to go see chivas versus leon Alexi's had one of the craziest goals ever and it was ruled offside and they refused to play anything on the screen. So I had no context as to like, at first I didn't even know what, what happened. I thought we were all celebrating the goal. Right. So I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know why they refused to show it on the screen. Maybe they're scared of like a reaction from the fans, maybe getting Does
1: the screen work.
0: <laughs> it works. They just refuse to play, uh, you know, the replays on that. So I don't know, man. A little sussy sussy vaca
6: he was saying that they were only showing chivas tv adverts
0: sounds about right yeah yeah i'm also not a big fan of the chente grito like every two seconds like all right man we get it
1: oh that's all we're killing, yeah
0: it what ate? about the horn they don't have a horn anymore <laughs> That's a that's horn. a atlas, no? Atlas have the horn.
1: No, Chiwa, No, you're you're thinking they're baseball thing. Oh, you're talking about? They do have a horn? Oh,
0: you're talking about before the, 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 the game. Yep. Oh, that Did big that, that big ass. Con- that? Yeah, that, the conch <laughs> shell, the, the magic conch shell, bro. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Bring that back. was like an
1: Illuminati
4: ritual. at first. <laughs> with goat heads, stars blowing that conch, and then there's a the good result. Gotta do it again. got another sacrifice.
0: You know, uh, the earthquakes here in San Jose have like a have a similar thing. They have like the world's largest uh, drum, and they're like proud of it, you know. They bring it out to every game, and and Crazy George hits it, and it doesn't make a lot of, you know, you think something that big would make like a huge sound, it just it doesn't really sound that loud, but you know, everyone's gotta have that. like every every uh every franchise has like their thing. Like, oh, we have like the timber timber Whatever well, that team from Portland, like when they score a goal, they like they have a chainsaw and they cut a tree. Like I don't I don't get it, bro.
6: What do they do in Seattle, Jaime?
0: I don't know. What do they do in Seattle? Fight and, scream. Fight and die or fight and win or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Seattle be putting cream cheese on their hot dogs, so they can't be trusted
6: but but how crazy is crazy george from 1 to 10?
0: Uh, you know what? I think he's pretty crazy for supporting a, a a club like from like the 70s, dog. Like this dude's been doing it for for longer than I've been alive and he's been through the ups and downs of obviously the team being disassembled, being sent to Houston and even before that like when there was no league for a long time. So the fact that he's still alive and kicking and and willing to put up with this team that really hasn't done anything uh, except for the time they they won a couple titles um yeah dude that guy he goes to every single game and he's got like he, he's got his thing gets the crowd going i wonder how much they pay him man I, i'd be curious dude like if i could be that guy for Chiwas, bro and just do that for a living that'd be fucking awesome just like go to every single game and hype up the crowd just be a hype man and and just be able to live off of that fuck yeah dude i'd even dress up like chiva loco man the guy i don't even know if they still have chiva loco anymore
6: the chivas caramelo oh god
0: oh we haven't even talked about caramelo man everyone's like looking to, at someone to blame right so mexico losing to japan in the world baseball classic he was obviously there in attendance and uh they just like to blame all the hate on on him like just cuz he has the money to go to these events and then obviously uh in today's game he was there too so this dude's everywhere but i i will say i think he's like worn out his welcome i think you know yeah sordoba huh
6: yeah sordoba
0: yeah it's like that's ah, cool bro like we get it you're a big fan but yeah just don't give him don't give him the, the, you know, the fifteen seconds of fame anymore. Just focus on other people. For sure. What they're
1: trying to say, they're they're saying that he is trying to get canceled. They weren't like outright saying what he did. Oh, what's his name? Call him a jerk, bro. No, there was more to that.
0: Este el el otro el que dije antes el uh, cómo se llama.
1: Schwartz. You remember Schwartz? shorts. Yeah, yeah, but he wouldn't say. Like they asked him, and he's like, "Do your research."
0: Yeah, he's like, "Do your research." I'm like, man, I'd say you it like, a that? Or something like that. Huh? Something
4: like a patan or something like that.
0: I think if we were to research into like where he gets his money from, you know, it would probably under- get a better understanding of who this dude is.
4: Well, I mean, he's been made as a scapegoat, but he's been like bay. Remember Argentina won the World Cup? And so oh, Salve. He's been like that because when Mexico beat Puerto Rico in the baseball game, he was the same thing. He was trying to get the, near the families of the players.
0: Oh, like, God. Part of the
4: picture and shit. So it's gotten to the point where people are like, all right, man, you went from being like a fan to like the attention has to be about you. Like you... So, yeah. Okay. And you Yeah. Oh, so he looks for the camera now. Yeah, so you combine them with bad results. Fans are gonna be pissed at somebody because so he's the perfect target. So he's not helping his case either.
0: Yeah, I think we should not encourage that kind of behavior. Which is fine. You can be a fan of the game, but when you try to make the game bigger than you you know when you try to be bigger than the game, it's like alright man, it's time to time to step down.
4: Yeah, like Chucky Marco. Instead of being a rat, he's trying to be like the main attraction. Fucking
1: asshole. He like that guy. Well, yeah. They kind of started like, like, like right, right. Especially now, when you have like the so-called influencers. Yeah. And he was one of those dudes invited to Qatar. Who Caramelo? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And
1: so it's like, and supposedly they were inviting influencers, and so it's like they will probably pay him so he could go to events and sort of, like, promote. I don't know his social media, but this would be true, especially if you have, like, large followings. So at this point, you're just, like, selling your image.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I think every country has, like their, like, their super fan, right? They talk about it, like, in the NBA and all that, like that Mavericks fan or something. One of those crazy fans that, like, they gave him, like, a championship ring when they won and shit. Like, God damn, bro. Like, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like, becoming a thing now, right? So that's kind of, like, the only thing I'm not looking forward to with this World Cup being in the United States. Like, you're just going to see a bunch of people that do not give a fuck about soccer or can't even name a player. They're going to try and be right there trying to get all the attention and, and probably getting VIP treatment. But it is what it is, man.
6: Hey, uh... I, w- I wanted to bring something up. Uh, you guys uh, were talking about in the last podcast. If it's okay, yeah. You guys were mentioning the, like, like, like I always say. You guys had some great points, but also some bad ones, and that's what I like to focus on—the bad ones.
0: <laughs> I'm all for, it, dude.
6: <laughs> about the, I wanted to talk about the Conca Crap t- uh, <clears throat> tournament. Which one? Oh the
0: the Champions League, yeah.
6: Maybe you can call it that, Champions League. Like, what's the point of having this shitty tournament? For like, why is Mexico worried about playing this crap instead of Libertadores? And I, and I don't want to hear the logistics excuse anymore because we just had Mexico play Suriname today yep. and they're on top of Brazil. So that's a bullshit excuse.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, we never used it though.
6: Well, a lot, a lot of reporters have. Oh well.
1: uh, yeah, they weren't They just went with the narrative that that FMF gave out. You basically came to Concacaf just having Mexico by the nuts because Mexico needs permission from Concacaf to play in Cormebol. So when Concacaf decided to like start like. Like putting more trying to monetize their 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 club competition and do all that. Then they wanted to make sure Mexico would have its best teams and they started limiting. I mean, they did the same with Copa America. I don't know if you remember where they said you could play, but you have to send the under-23. Sure. Right? Where, where before they used to let Mexico take their best team. Mm-hmm. Now it was like like you have to take the, the under twenty-three, and so that's kind of been where it's been at. Where it's like, just Max um, having to do what Konkakov said, and they had that good opportunity to like sort of turn things around with the whole FIFA gate, because uh, you know Chuck Blazer, Jack Warner ended up being corrupt, and then the guy that they replaced um, Warner, I forgot, I think it was from. I think he's from Jamaica. I forget his name. He was the president um around the time of the Copa America Centenario. And that dude got booted too. He ended up being wrapped up in some shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And and so then finally, I don't know who the current president is. Uh, he might be from Central America. Uh, regardless, um, but by this point, Max was more interested in okay, we're doing this. Um the World Cup thing, so they kind of had to stay with the region uh, and because they were going to be with the, you know, part of the three, the three host bid, which they ended up getting. So, but I do think after the World Cup, we might see a push uh, to go back and it should be easier now with, with a lot of those people gone. Um, except, but the only other thing could be there's talk of already having a combined, uh, you know, Copa America, sort of like we saw with Centenario. So that's a possibility. So if that happens, then do you really need to go to Copa America? And then with, that would be another possibility too later on with this club cup, uh, this club competition where they could eventually invite teams from South America.
6: I want that shit now. Or I don't want it. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. We're like 10 years from there. Man, I know dude. I miss, I miss, I miss, um, Copa Libertadores, man. I, I would watch that over Champions League. I'm not saying it's better, but that's where Chivas was played. So that's what I wanted to see. And, um, some of the, in Twitter, there's some sometimes they post like some videos. And I rem, the one I saw recently was when Chivas beat um it, uh, Sao, Paulo. Sao
0: Paulo, right? They were undefeated, they and... had like
1: a 20 year something undefeated streak, yeah, in, in Libertadores, or I don't know if overall, but they had this massive undefeated streak at their home. And dude, they lose to Chivas right there, man. And uh, it's a great game. I, I remember watching that game. And just just other matches that were really fun to watch, and I, I would even see the I would even like I remember watching um some of the Atlas games when they had La Volpe and they had the you know that really good team. Sure and then, yeah, and then the the Cruz Azul team do when they when they had Cardoso, they 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 picked up Cardoso as uh because because I, I like this as Balu you could get, what is it like three players, like once the like the final start, they let you pick up three players. And I remember um, Cruz Azul picking up Cardoso. Cardoso,
0: man, that was crazy.
1: And that was a really good team to watch, man. I, um, the only thing I, I got disappointed in the final that they left um, oh, it was also called El Russo. serrado Maitis. Right? You guys remember that player? No. Ron, is Ron still here? <laughs> ya se fue?
0: Ya um, se fue a dormir. Passes bedtime.
1: Yeah, they leave him on the bench, but I remember, like, one day why the guy didn't get played. I don't know if he was injured. He was a really good player. Um, our resident Cruz Azul fan isn't here today either, man. Uh, he would have been helped. Yeah. pretty sure it was He's, um, But, yeah, dude, I, I love Libertadores. It does suck not to have that because,
0: but and you look at I'm, it now and it's just like, I don't know, man. I can't watch it like without any incentive. Well, I, I know yeah, there's, I, I know it's still competitive, but it's not like it's not the same when your team's not in there. I would wait, even
1: wait,
0: what happened? I would even watch it if like it wasn't even like if Chivas weren't in there, I would still watch it if it was like any other team in Liga Mekis.
1: I saw some games like way, way back. I don't know if you guys remember um, Telemundo, but before they didn't really have rights to the Mex league. I think they only had like Celaya. And I think that was just for Saturday. But on Sunday, they used to do like a match of the week. And a lot of times they would play like Libertadores games, like really good ones, and it was like random ones. And I used to love watching those. I saw one where their penalty went to like they were they were shooting penalties and each side shot like they must have shot like over 12 penalties each, man. It was just it was just never ending, dude. Had yeah. a guita in there. Um but yeah, I, I saw what one of the first games I saw was um was River Plate America de Cali and they had um Hernán Crespo. And that was his last game right there. Um with River Plate when they oh, win. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy back then just from the, the talent they had, like River Plate going back all those years, cause they already had the Colombian Angel. Speaking about River just Plate to replace that dude, yeah.
0: There was a tweet about oh uh name you know Mexican players that played a bra that were handed the number ten jersey, and there was a photo of Aspe wearing the number ten at River Plate. I didn't even know he went there.
1: Yeah, I was on loan. That's why it was like kind of doomed to fail. That was that was more of like Televisa that they were trying to get some TV rights, and uh, and so they sent they sent Aspe to River Plate. And then they sent Luis, Luis Hernandez to Boca Juniors.
0: Oh, they were in the <laughs> league at the same time?
1: No, no, different years. Oh, okay. Uh, Osprey was like 95, 96. And then Luis Hernandez was like, I don't know if it was around, but like the late 90s. I would have guessed I, it around. i look know, it up right the now. Best, the best thing that came out of that was... Uh, Hernández the scoring a goal off of Maradona pass.
0: Wait, what? They played on the team together?
1: Yeah. yeah. Him and uh, Canigia.
0: 97, he was on loan. And he had four appearances, two goals.
1: Yeah, but they were on loan. Like, these two, mm-hmm. they were never kind of... They weren't going... That's crazy, with, like,
0: dude. What the their hell? Their foreign
1: restriction, and they're looking to sell players. Well, they can't even afford to play those dudes. Yeah, yeah, they were they were trying. I think they were trying to get TV rights. I don't know for Argentina league or for what. Um, yeah, there was something going on there, and it made sense to send them there. But I guess they were probably trying to see like what what kind of ratings they would get. I don't I don't know. Dude. Going back to Ricardo's point as far as the Champions
4: League. Maybe I'm being an idealist here or something, but I think they should keep the idea of the nation League, So they should combine both confederations because they need each other. The South needs the money, the North needs like the competition. Of the level. Yeah, and then because you could have like the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. Like you could have all be like Nations League A, then Venezuela, Bolivia. Honduras, all them, like the B, mm-hmm. the, Surinam, the Caribbean, whatever the see. And, you know, everyone says like, oh, well, what about the logistics of flying there and that? Let's be honest. Most of these games are in between club season. Like, if USA has to play Argentina, your players are not going to fly to USA. They're not flying to Argentina or Chile and set up camp there and then play the game. Yeah, so, You just work this, the same thing or vice versa. Argentina's going to set up camp in L.A. and then go face the U.S. because I think it would work. I, I just don't, don't understand uh, maybe FIFA doesn't want it to do it, but from both sides, it makes sense. You get all the dollars, you know, Argentina, instead of playing in Bolivia, they play in the U.S. or whatever the case might be, or even Mexico. And, you know, it's just more money spreading, like, the name. It benefits both sides.
0: Yeah, I'm man, sure, let's...
4: I'm sure they they get tired of playing Bolivia, Venezuela, and, you know, things like that as well.
0: Let's bring back Pantengia. Uh, fuck it, let's put all the countries back together into one one continent. Let's let's do it.
6: See, see everyone says there's more money that way, but Flamengo got $18 million as a prize money to win the last Libertadores. The runner-up got seven, the Atletico is that is that a lot of
0: money i don't know like
6: i don't know price See, price do you know how much seattle got to win the conca crap
0: probably less than that right
6: five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> who has more money who's not who has more money who's spending more money uh
0: wait are you sure that doesn't sound like a lot of money well, dude
1: even yeah you sure 18 to, are you the sure they were sure 18 hard million argentine pesos
4: 18 no, million okay. dollars the numbers. in the sense that you think about it how many people watch Champions League like where it's a big huge tournament that uh-huh. draws in a lot of promoters that want to put in money into it as opposed to Libertadores I'm sure Libertadores like in Asia you know like Malaysia Indonesia all that countries. I'm sure it's huge they, they love like Latin soccer so I'm sure Libertadores around the world it's a tournament that it's probably behind like the World Cup, Champions League, and maybe Euro. Cup, mm. Champions League is nowhere near that.
0: No, so yeah, for sure.
4: would make sense to me from that point of view.
0: No, yeah, I understand. Like the draws is more, right? So I do understand, but I also don't believe that they're that cheap where the the winner gets 500. That, is, that seems very low.
4: I believe oh, yeah, it. that part doesn't make sense, but uh Flamengo gained 18 million, I believe it. The
6: the Asian Champions League winner got two million dollars. Three times Wait, where four. You,
1: where you get this eighteen number from?
6: I looked it up, I'm, dude.
1: I put I know but what like I need well, I need a source, then trust me, bro. <laughs> I'll
0: I'll Google it right now.
6: I know it's a lot. I know the that's around the same price range because uh, I remember River got around ten I, when they won when they won their second one. Yeah,
1: think, was it the one at Real Madrid they played at the Madrid Stadium? I, think,
6: I believe so.
4: No, no, you know I found the article now. Something from it was dead site. A winner of the two thousand twenty two. Concacaf Champions League takes home
0: five hundred uh, uh, thousand. Forbes posted that uh, the loser on Saturday will receive six million, and the winner will receive fifteen million. That's for Libertadores. Um, but this was from twenty twenty one, I believe. Still, it's uh, substantial.
6: But the League's Cup is going to bring all the money. The League's Cup, this is what I don't get about the League's Cup. You're you're qualifying to this shit tournament. You're trying to win this shit cup to qualify to this shit tournament to win $500,000. Make it make sense.
0: You know, I think they're just testing the waters to see, uh, number one, the attraction, right? The numbers. They want to see exactly how many seats how many butts they can get in the seats, how many eyes they can get on the telly and, you know, reassess from there and, and to see if there is a legitimate demand and, and, and a good reaction to Liga MX and, and MLS sort of joining forces, you know, to give the people what they want or at least what they think they want. So I I consider this like a, like a, like a better run, right? They want to see how it goes, Obviously, the scheduling is kind of weird because it's going to take place in the summertime where there's usually international competitions. So, you know, I would just take it with a grain of salt for now. What I will yeah, say, though, like is... They
1: are giving, it looks like they are giving that amount.
0: That's so low, bro. That's like...
1: No, I- no, no. The, the amount that... Uh, the 18 million. Oh, yeah.
0: The Libertadores. Yeah, I believe that. But the-
6: Imagine Chivas winning that. Imagine America winning that. Imagine a team from uh, that's, Liga There's not a lot.
1: There's not a lot for Mex, though.
6: So. For Chivas, we're probably right now.
1: <laughs> that's one. Play- no, any team. That's that's just one player. And I, about hey, it.
0: and I bet you because it's a South American tournament, ho- and and we're invited as a guest, I would believe that they, we we would get taxed the fuck out of that prize money. They would probably ask to take half of that.
1: Okay, like for example, how much was Pocho Guzman?
0: i don't know bro i think we traded for that dude right like we did some no I-
1: trophies and
0: we did some indian trading to get bocho. 24
1: pack for no <laughs> bro you know they were gonna pay 10 the first time he's a bit older What was it? it was around six
0: i'll i'll check transfer market right now but it's not the most you know reputable
1: no but, no, no but
4: i mean just sense, though, other continent that doesn't get paid that much is Oceania. And let's be honest, at the World Cup, CONCACAF, and Oceania want to have a working Cup. So from that perspective, it makes sense. Because Mexico spends a lot of money and MLS spends a lot of money. It's kind of like, why do we want to reward these guys all this money if they already win this much money, you know, their clubs? And then you have other clubs like MLS and Liga MX. got McKeith. Like Austin FC lost a team from Haiti, a semi-professional team from Haiti, who before that game had not had a professional game since like 2020 or 2021. And then uh, who is it? Pachuca lost that team from Honduras. Yeah. So I mean, from looking at it from that perspective, it's like you know, these clubs already have money. Uh, they're already superior to the majority of their opponents. It's pretty much a guarantee that's gonna be Mexican teams or MLS teams in the finals. There's no real attraction with the purse. Even if they don't try to make it to the finals, most likely they are. So their big payout, I guess, would be the Club World Cup. But there's really no no incentive for you to give them money because you know most likely they're gonna be there. It's very unlikely they're gonna have a final between a team from Honduras and Haiti or Nicaragua or whatever. So why spend the money
0: on them? We'll see what happens. I know the Sedentario Copa America had a pretty good draw here in the states. That was back in twenty sixteen, I think, twenty seventeen. I don't remember. Either way, that was a. Uh, ever since then, I think Gomez has had, had the desire to to link up with with uh, another tournament out here. yeah, we, uh, we're at a hour and forty. I want to give you guys the well, just, just, uh, no. just really
1: quick on, on yeah, go on, for it on what the price money would be because you said think about you. Guys. So let's let's say Pocho Guzman, right? Originally was gonna be ten million. Let's just use that for for reference sake. So that's ten million that the club is paying, but then you're signing them to a three on to four year deal, contract. Yeah, and you would be about two million
0: a year, a season. There. For a year, you mean?
1: <laughs> that cost <goes> your money. <laughs> Here's one player. You you got one player. So, not really a lot. Um, not not really a lot for for Max, dude. Um, I wonder what. That, that does make me think how much it would be. Like if it's five hundred thousand, then no wonder these teams don't really care too much about the tournament. Aside from like, all right, we might get. We might get to go to that club's World Cup, and then it's like that makes it lucrative for them just for the for the promotion.
6: And I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys because uh, well mainly Joel, because uh, I tried to look I tried to look for for this up on the internet but mm. on the internet but I couldn't find anything. Like why don't they let the 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 conquer crap champion? Uh, playing the next se- the next season like why don't they give these guys a chance to repeat why is it that you win it and then next year you don't participate what's up with that hey, Imag- imagine Real Madrid not being oh. able to compete in next season's uh, Champions League because they because for whatever reason
1: yeah, I- yeah. they te- do that with that? Libertadores
6: no they do that with conquer with con- crap
1: oh I was like what
0: yeah that's strange
6: that, that's why no one takes conca crap serious, man. It's a it's a bullshit region. And Mexico and Mexican fans keep it alive. Everyone mooches off Mexico.
1: Wait wait, do you mean like why don't they qualify automatically?
6: Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. That's a little bit different, you know?
0: Well, even in Champions League, you don't automatically qualify if you
6: win it. Yeah, you do. Real Madrid did it in uh and um do you qualify
4: automatically yeah. yeah i know I for know you do. i've never looked into it but i know if you went like europa league
0: i know europa the league you league. get guaranteed like but, if if you win europa league the next season you're in champions league but as far as like winning champions league i don't know if there's a prize to like if you're automatically in the next one maybe you are i have no idea
4: well, obviously, you know the more I look at this prize money for Concacaf thing, the more it makes sense. Cause it's like 1.2 million between finalists, well, winner, runner-up, and the other two semifinalists. And you gotta remember, this is the same Concacaf. I think Cruz Azul they had a an away game. No, they had a home game against a team from Haiti, I think, like two, three years ago. And the team didn't have enough funds to get an hotel. Like after the game or mm-hmm. before the game, so they slept at the airport, and everyone was criticizing Conca Cap. Like, wow, you have like these teams that like, go out there, and then we have enough funds to get an hotel room, you know, things like that, or like the things you saw against Austin right now, where they could only get a certain amount of visa. So the rest of the players, they had to get find amateur players in the U.S. lower league. So we think that Conca has so much money because like the U.S. and Mexico the league, have so much money, but, you know, those are separate leagues, what MLS brings up, what Liga MX brings up, because CONCACAF's money pretty much comes from, what, the Champions League and Gold Cup, you no? Know? and Gold Cup, I'll tell you, like, the Mexico and the U.S. games, all the other games are pretty empty, there's not much money, that's why they do double, double headers, they'll do, like, Guatemala versus Cuba with, like, 2,000 people watching it. And then the game after will be, like, the Mexico versus somebody that sells out. But the ticket purchase gives you entry to both games. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's not like – I don't think CONCACAF has that much money that everyone thinks they do. And the money they do, they're greedy fucks. That's why they don't, like, help develop the nations that need that money.
0: Somehow, Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer are still still getting money. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't doubt it. But n- thinking about it, the price out does make sense. It doesn't seem like Hong has much revenue coming in outside of Champions League and Gold Cup.
6: That's crazy. But, but isn't it crazy that the the team in Mexico, the Liga MX team that comes in last place pays more as the fine, in the fine, la multa, than actually if they were able to win the, the, the Champions League how much is that oh,
0: fine I know the I know the fine's in pesos but how much is it in dollars?
6: I know Juarez paid 6 million when they were when they uh 6
0: million dollars or pesos? No,
6: 120 million pesos.
0: Oh no, fuck.
6: I looked it up and I made sure.
0: That's a lot of money, dog.
6: That's why I don't that's why everyone's talking about league's cup, league's cup, league's cup. And I'm like, what's the point of wh- like what's the point of this?
4: Well, Leagues Cup is not sponsored by ConcertCast, is it?
6: Well, supposedly, if you win it, you get automatic uh, you get an automatic uh, you you get an automatic uh, qual- to qualify to the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. But what's yeah, the
4: point? You, yeah. No, I'm saying you get a spot to the Champions League, but I'm sure, like, since it's a thing between both leagues, I'm sure the prize money is probably a lot higher than Champions League. I, I just don't think that. uh CONCACAF gets a lot of money, if any at all, from League's Cup and those kind of tournaments.
6: But does that make sense, Al Pastor? Like, when uh, you win the pre- the pre-Cup to enter the Big Cup, you get paid more to win to participate in that than the actual, mean the your confederations main Cup.
4: No, no, it makes sense, but I think it has to do with the fact that CONCACAF is much like quote-unquote poor compared you know due to the teams and regions they have like all the Caribbean teams all the Central American teams you gotta think like those teams have to bring in revenue for Conca to have money too and those teams aren't bringing any crazy revenue I think uh, the team they the stadium they played in tonight the Suriname one it doesn't even have the qualifications to be a stadium for Liga de Expansión not, even, not to earn promotion, it doesn't even have yeah. the qualities just to be a second-division stadium. So it also reflects on the field. That's why Mexico and the U.S. and I guess even Canada, who's trying to be on the come-up, they'll never be the level the fans want them to be. So just look at what you're surrounded by. You know, like Chronicle said, competition, brief competition. And Mexico and the U.S., they're like these huge fish in the little pond. Which makes them think they're big fish. But once they go to the big pond, they're not.
0: They're minnows, mate. Minnows. We are getting close to that two hour mark. So I want to let you guys have your opportunity to, to get your closing thoughts in. So obviously, right now, we're in between Liga and Mekis. We have a little break where you have to be forced to watch these international friendlies. Oh, I guess it's not a friendly, it's the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, Mexico will play. Jamaica on Sunday, but wanna give you guys a an opportunity to bring anything up, anything that we missed or anything that's on your mind before we kick off a fun Friday and a and a a weekend that's well deserved from everybody. Ricardo, what you got for me?
6: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on again.
0: Yes, <laughs> sir.
6: You guys are good sports. I know I talk a lot of crap, man, but it's so many canizo inside me, man. I can't contain it. so <laughs> I still got a woody like I said before. <laughs> but I just want, I just wanted to bring something up. <clears throat> Two quick things if you if you would allow me, Yeah, go for it. Uh I saw someone uh retweet this. I don't really look these things up, but you know I you know I love shitting on MLS, man. Go the Chivas, the Chivas America, Clásico, one point three million on Telemundo, and I think Telemundo is kind of shit. I think it should have been on on Univision. You know, whenever so whenever someone asks me or or old heads when they watch soccer, mm-hmm. they're all, they're like they're like conditioned to watch on Univision to watch mm-hmm. soccer games, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
6: I think, I think Telemundo does them a disservice. And yes. and and MLS is. A uh, big game, Seattle and the Almighty LAFC on Fox. Got two hundred and eighty-two thousand views. Damn! Who needs who? That's that's my first point. And the second point, uh, I'm really disappointed in the in the in the hypocrisy in in like in Liga MX about the about the about the owners, the media, about the <clears throat> about Saturday's game. They wanna make League MX into a cookie cutter league or like a pass like the one thing League IMX fan league IMX has, the only reason I watch League IMX is because like I grew up with this shit, man. Like like it, it was passed down to me. I watch it. Like I'm not, yeah everyone knows this isn't the best league in the world. If anyone watched like this is you're like tied to it, right? Because as Mexicans, mm-hmm. like we grew up on this crap. Yep. Like everyone knows this isn't the best football in the world, but when these guys try to mess with the fans and tell them not to act a certain way, you're taking the one thing Liga MX has is the passion that the fans bring. Because without the passion, you got your the league wouldn't be anything. If anything, Liga MX is what it is because of the fans here in the US and in Mexico.
3: Mm-hmm. They
6: love to they love to brag about how me, how Liga MX has two, two uh two audiences, right? No other league in the world has this that I'm aware of. But they don't take advantage of that, man. They they always shit on the fan. They give them crap on the stick and and they they're not even trying to improve the game and it just left a sour taste in my mouth, how they, how they went about things.
0: I agree. I think they're resting on their laurels, you know. I think they just assume that it's it's going to continue to be passed on from generation to generation. And, you know, we've talked about it with, like, the new gen, man, at least the ones I talked to, bro, they, they're they not watching the Amekis, even though their their grandparents or their mom and dad or, you know, maybe their older sibling might still be somewhat attached to it these these new uh this new generation they're, they they want to see the best and the best and that's Mbappe and that's Champions League and that's Prem League and and all that so yeah I I, I totally understand like Liga Mequis has this has this great product they don't know how to cultivate it they don't know how to like commercialize it I think they're just very short short-term thinking it's it's uh every man for themselves it, it's always about just like you know who can generate the most most money, but they they've never really decided to go like the collective group. You know, I I hate to bring this up, but like I was rewatching like Narcos Mexico and how you know Felix Angel Gallardo was able to unify all the plazas and have this like super organization, and he was all about the money. And like if Mexico could do that, if, if Liga MX could you know bundle their their TV rights together and 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 sell it as a package and, and you'd be able to watch all your league at Mekki's games on one place. Like it would, it would make a huge difference, you know?
1: I, I do think that's possible. Um, Cause I do think it'll get to this point where the, um, they're not, the teams aren't making as much money as they should be. So at that point, it's like, if making this extra money means, Combined, then so be
0: it. Pastor, what you got for us?
4: No, I was gonna say off of that, another thing people forget is that there's two kinds of Mexicans. So, so we gotta make these, I mean, it's a responsibility. So I, I sometimes wonder if we gotta make these that they have two types of Mexicans. Is, you know, the Mexican culture in America is completely different than the Mexican culture in Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, like, my Facebook timeline is more like paisa as far as, like, the humor. And, you know, like, my TikTok timeline is more like, you know, cultural. You know, like, on the Facebook, is like, Ruiz quinceanera, and on TikTok, is like, no Camaca. But, like, those two don't interact with each other. So that's another thing that we leads test to realize that a lot of these kids aren't even growing up speaking Spanish, so I know they do some of the games in English, so they gotta carry that English promotion heavier, a lot heavier. I think like Chivas' English page went like three months without tweeting; they finally like got it back <laughs> up and running. Yeah, so you know, all these teams they they're gonna need to push out their uh, English content a lot more. Uh, one thing that is helping them is the women's team, surprisingly, because they're bringing all these really? women players from the league over here
0: oh wow alone,
4: you know whether it's the stoppage and stuff so i think the league i'm league i wouldn't be surprised if it becomes really popular in america and they start like going back and forth and stuff huh. like that but yeah that's one thing that I got realized two different clients and then uh, speaking of that going back to uh you know mls you know being on mls i think that the only mls game i ever watched was Carlos last first game, and I think that's first game. Uh-huh. I've never watched a formal MLF game out of that. And now that St. Louis does have an MLS team, I've been to every home game. I've been watched the away games. And it's a different kind of fun, man. It's like a family fun, and it's a ser- seriousness fun. You know, like here, St. Louis City, they're 4-0 right now. They brought their roster, like, last year. They had them on the wage bill for a whole year. oh, six, Well, six months, without, like, playing because so they wanted them to get used to the city, to adapt to the city, to, like, play as a team, have the practices, all that. And then you look at my other team, like Keeva, and it's like, there's no seriousness to put some serious money down for results, like, that long-term thinking. Yeah. So it's, like, two different experiences. And one's, like, Keeva is, like, I love you guys and everything. And MLS is, like, I have no passion for you guys, but I love how you do things. Yeah, a uh, little like, bit more organized. As
0: well. It's what uh Alan Pulido said, you know the it's like a world difference as far as like how they treat him in in uh, Kansas City and how they sort of like gave him an iPad with his itinerary and all that shit. It's like very organized and very corporate. So it's just like you know the the benefits of living in a first world country. So um, well, what you got for me, man?
1: Oh man, I would say like as far as the tournament, talking about where the money would come from, um, my guess would be if someone like Soccer United Marketing would put it together, and then they would sell sell the tournament. So it wouldn't be Concacaf or CONMEBOL. It would be like a like a third party handling all of that and then selling the tournament to sponsors here and maybe getting a tv and that's that's where that money will come from oh so i mean if if they're able to do that which i'm guessing they've already projected like how much it could generate or whatnot mm-hmm. then uh, <clears throat> that's the possibility cuz yeah if it's just you know, just through the federations, it, yeah, it could turn into something. I don't know. Everyone's gonna want the bigger slice of the pie. Yeah. Um, no, my my whole thing and um, as we're talking about right now, long term. Dude, Chihuahua fans don't like long term, man. You like the idea, it, You just don't like waiting for it. So. Samuel so, I mean, Belias came in, and by the second year, people wanted him out. And I think, I think his project was, it was on the right path up until we got with the whole annual thing. And I, I don't even like talking about Chivas as
4: <laughs> See. <laughs> He was like an He wasn't blah 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 blah. He just came in selling mirrors for smoking mirrors like everybody else.
1: I know, but there there was a... at
4: least some concrete idea. The classical wasn't expected results. But you see like there's at least they're trying to implement a style of play. Yeah, but
1: he inherited this team. You
4: see Ricardo <clears throat> Pelaz who watched the game from the stands with the rosary in his hand, making the game about himself. He's a clown.
1: He, <laughs> these guys inherited that team because this is a team that's been getting worked on, you know. Um, And they even had the, the right, in my opinion, the right coach. They have Monterrey right now in first place. That's I think that player guy player. would have eventually... He's
4: a clown. He go down before the game started and give the motivational speech like, yo, leave up to the coach some coaches can't do that
1: your some coaches don't have it in them to job do that your
4: job huh is to hire the people to do that your job is to yeah them.
1: but it depends because he, always... he
4: he's always like a He wants to make it about himself he's a clown
1: <laughs> we'll see I think and I think that's 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 the problem with Chiwa. um no, no one's ever gonna be content with what they have. And I think that the club has to focus, like decide on one thing, and then just go with that, and then I mean, let it with, uh, let it. it
4: I, seen well, and I mean, everyone is at first. I don't see Giro at all. All I see the coach and the players.
1: He's uh, probably getting paid just I mean, to stay at home. <laughs> well, I mean, again, this is this is just starting. You know, let's let's wait and see what happens. Let let's say they don't even qualify for Liguilla. It, you know people are gonna want those guys out. So and and that's the thing where when you are starting a, a lot of these uh, projects or processes, it it takes some time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been one of Chivas' main faults where they kept like bringing all type of random ass coaches from from Boy to Cardoso to just. Polar opposites, kind of no idea of what they want. And then when they when they do start a project, they they killed it over the Leano thing, which was like really stupid if you think about it. And the Año thing even there. And then that was the guy that was running the youth teams. And then it's just so weird, you know, like what's going on at, at the you know, at, at the the owners' meetings or whatever, like I, I, don't, I don't know, dude. That's to me, that's more damaging than all the stuff you said about Pelias. Because, because even if you, you know, let's agree on that, he's he still improved the team. As I said before, people just didn't like the improvements because they wanted, they wanted titles. You know, they wanted the yeah titles. But this was a team that was going three to four season's not qualifying to, so that means they were finishing between 11th and 15th. They went as low as 17th. So now they're finishing between points wise between around eighth, ninth, which, and then if we saw the points compared to like, up to like the top five, they were about six points away from that. So, you know, but but it was a team, and we have to keep in mind, uh, after that first initial, um, when they got the players that first season, they weren't able to get players. They lost a lot of players. They lost like five or six players, you know, through different reasons. And they couldn't get a single player. They couldn't even sell players. So that's, that's I mean, I don't know what was going on right there. Right. Um,
4: Right now, when Chivas was doing it, <laughs> the- do you- <clears throat> he said, hey, I'm going to give you guys some news of a bomba that right? I haven't had before. I had a uh, Macherano. Macherano was almost the coach of Chivas. <laughs> almost had him. And they went on commercial break. And they come back, and he tells De La Rosa, I just gave you a bomba. You're not going to talk about it? And De La Rosa kind of, like, laughs, too. He's like, bro, nothing cares about Macherano. You almost brought him to Chivas. He's a caramelo. Just trying to make the attention room. Okay. He took him from 15th place to 8th place. There's a lot of room for growth when there's only three spots below you, but 15 above you. He's a clown. Yeah. He, yeah, was, he was terrible. A
0: and you can't get rid of him now. He's on <laughs> end, So it's like, damn it. I hate that. I hate his voice. I heard him. I heard him. But uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to leave y'all with two things. Number one. Don't date U.S. men's national team players because they will cheat on you. Becky G got cheated on. I know it has nothing to do with, with uh, Liga Mechies, but, yeah, just throwing that out there. She, uh, Becky G Yeah, so Becky G, um, when Mexico played Nigeria in Los Angeles, she was there as, like, one of the celebrities. And, yeah, I, like, took a photo of her, and, like, she, like, liked it. And I got a bunch of Becky G fans now, so, yeah. They're all like, uh, they're all backing her up right now. The other one, which I wanted to get you guys' opinion on, uh, you know, for those that watch baseball, the World Baseball Classic was this year, and Mexico had a pretty deep run. They got to the semis, lost to Japan, but the big the big talk, the the one that everybody was talking about was Randy Arena, who was born in Cuba, but then decided to, uh, you know, Mexico gave him the opportunity to play professionally, and from there, he he wanted to give back to Mexico, and became a natural, you know, naturalized citizen, and ended up suiting up for for Mexico in this thing. And all the fans are like, "Oh my god, like this is amazing!" And they all embraced him, and they love him. And my question is, why don't we do that same? Why don't we have that same, uh, like, I don't know, emotion towards like Funes Mori and and all these other uh, players that have. Decided to suit up for Mex- Mexico on the soccer side of things. Like, where's the love there?
1: Just because they haven't been that that level of good. <laughs> they haven't been as good as this guy was.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think, like, with the soccer team, it's like, you know, we have better guys than you. Even if Santi's not in but like I Chicharito, you know, when Dille Franco was getting the men's instead of him, like we got better Mexicans than you. Our selección is good. We don't need foreigners. And then with the baseball side, it's like, oh, our baseball team's not that good compared to U.S., Japan, whatever, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, even Venezuela. So hey, we'll take all the help we can get. And I mean, this guy turns out to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, we love him. He's been playing with Cuba, who's also a good team. So I think it's like that. It's some more like... We see ourselves in fear in baseball, so it comes, it comes out like the pleasant surprise, which, as in soccer, we see ourselves superior. I see. Kind of, it comes out like a sort of us. And then, uh, touching that subject, some people are like, man, imagine if like the baseball team actually has the support that the soccer team had. Yeah. You know how good they would be. And I was thinking, you know what? It would suck because that's the thing. All these corrupt <laughs> motherfuckers are making <laughs> behind the scenes music. It would ruin the baseball team. There would be some another marketing product instead of a sport of guys who are trying to dominate and all not all these bullshit political decisions of who gets called up and who doesn't. I think it's the fact that they don't have all that access baggage that they were able to get so far,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because obviously it's like controversial and also. Like, people say s- certain things towards, like, I- I've-, I've been on that side of things where I was like, dude, like, not a big fan of naturalizados on the on the soccer side of things, just because I do agree that there are better Mexicans than the ones that are taking up their spot, especially with Guillermo Franco. I will give Xenia a pass because Xenia was a, he-, he did show up, he did score against the United States, but, I mean, I wouldn't have taken him over Cuauhtempo, Um but in the past, like there just hasn't been any Natalie really Styles that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm excited about or that I would back. Obviously, like in the baseball thing, it's a completely different story. Like, Randy's one of the best players in like in the sport. So that's a lot different, you know? It's just one league and, and the best of the best play in that league and he was in the world series and all that. So it and he actually like puts a lot of weight on, on the team, a lot of influence. What I will say, um, that I wish our national team coach had was a was a coach like Benji Gill just has like so much confidence and he was really like inspiring the team to, to be like, go out there and just have fun to, to appreciate the moment and, and to like, go for it. Like, why not? You know, you have nothing to lose. Like, you know, they were like the underdog the entire time. And like, sort of that, that sort of like attitude is like refreshing, right. To give the players confidence. And we, we, I just don't see that on the national team, uh, on the soccer national team. Like,
4: that's why you need a Mexican coach, man. Yeah. You, you guys Mexican don't like when they're there.
1: You guys don't like them. We haven't had one in Bioho. a while. Piojo.
4: Yeah, but there's not confidence a, on the team. Dude. Coach. That's another podcast. Hugo Sanchez. A low quality of Who-
1: who was Sanchez, another one right there. You're
4: making it sound Didn't, like
0: I was the one that cut him from the team, bro. Was,
1: I'm saying the fans. Yeah, when team we team have team those team. people, the fans easily turn on them. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll just... It's the whole piñata thing, right? You get a piñata and it's of like your favorite character. And you just end up beating the shit out of it. So...
4: Ugo's not a quality
1: coach, and now he would have been coaching plenty other teams. He's, and he's a good coach, though. He like twenty Copa years ago, dog. Cover.
4: Yeah, he had twenty years ago, where his side guy, his assistant, was doing most of the tactics, and what his assistant going?
0: Why I hey, he, I think the fact that he hasn't been able to land a job in like what ten years Sp- speaks volumes, right?
4: He's always used as a smokescreen, like, oh, he's going to who He's going there or there, and they wind up with somebody else instead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's been blocked for who knows why this this politics. But his career was pretty good. I mean, he, like, like you said, big campeonato with Pumas. You know, they I'm even the Teresa Herrera beat nice Real Madrid. Game. You guys keep modernizing. Look, he. His Copa America run with, with Max, it's the Mex team that scored the most I goals.
4: With you. That's why when he was made the coach, I thought it was a good decision. But right now,
1: no. Okay, well, but see, that's the thing, though. When he was there, so let's just talk when he was there, not, not now. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of the fans didn't want him. And he was one of the first that's been saying, hey, I could make, you know, that really believes Max could be world champions. Yeah. Like I don't think this guy is is you know he's just saying it. I do think that dude buys into that a hundred percent, and you know with what he achieved, uh, of course he could have those type of you know um, that type of mentality, right? And and they you know he he his run wasn't bad with with the national team. They just oh they they lose the gold cup final, but they what. Copa America, where was in like third place. And then they sack him over a youth a pre-Olympico, right? That was where it's like the, you could tell it was the players that more than the tactics that failed because if you're a coach and your team creates over 20 scoring chances and those are the best players you have, they couldn't get the other players because um, when they did the tournaments or the clubs wouldn't release them, like. Gio and Bella and some of these other guys, but regardless, the ones they took were like the better ones and they missed. <laughs> it's just like, you're still going to blame the coach? I mean,
4: yeah, but you're going to blame him on the fact that he do the savior of everything. He didn't even have that decision. And the other thing I based my opinion on Hugo is what other players have said or other people that know him. Rafa Marte said that he didn't like that Ugo Sanchez would try to motivate him by talking about things he did as a player. Florentino Perez said that Hugo Sánchez will never be a coach to Real Madrid. Damn. He thinks he's still a player. So it's like his personality, his ego is good in one way. But it seems like he tries to motivate people like, hey, this is what I did back in the, the day. You can do it too. Okay, I get it. I respect what you did back in the day. I mean, what you, you have a record that's probably never going to be broken. 38 goals on the first touch. Like, immense respect for you, all the Chichi. But that doesn't really motivate me to, you know, it's not going to help me beat Argentina like you tell me the amazing things you did. Yeah. I think Rafa Marquez would have been a great coach. He was my option for uh, Mexico right now. I wanted uh, Bielsa and Marquez. Marquez is the assistant, and then Marquez takes over when Bielsa leaves, whether it's in two years or four years, because you need to be a national team coach. You don't need club experience. Coach Argentina was Caloni. Caloni has never coached a team. He was like an assistant manager at Sevilla, and then he became the Argentina coach. I thought Marquez was perfect for that, but Marquez didn't want the job. I think there's better options than Piojo. It doesn't have to be Piojo. That's what sucks about Mexican soccer. What's our options? Piojo and Senna, and then Jimmy Lozano and Rafa Puente Not
0: Nacho, hombres.
4: they
1: won an Olympic gold.
4: Yeah, but We hate him. that guy
1: now too.
4: So
0: Then is coaching uh, Guatemala
1: now, bro. Yeah, but
4: he's, he's he taking him to the goal, World Cup. Great results, and then they gave him a chance, and then go well. Whether it's his fault or not, his fault.
1: What so chance? He never got a chance with the national, national team. You're
4: gonna give him another he, chance, and let's say it doesn't go well. He never had a chance. Then they they give him one chance. game. Chance. The idea is that you need a bigger pool. I'm not saying Then a bad coach. He won the Olympic gold medal. Great results. He's a good coach. He looks like a great, hardworking, humble guy. My criticism is not saying that not skillful. It's the fact that we only have, like, five possible candidates in the league that considers himself to be top eight in the world. We don't have enough Mexican players. We don't have goalies right now. We have Acevedo, Jurado, Gano, who else. We are as far as right backs and left backs. We have Cristian Alvarez and maybe, like, somebody else. Uh, Ricardo was saying, we don't respect the canteranos from America. Jorge Sanchez getting called the worst signing in Holland this year. <laughs> Diego Lainez went to America, with terrible, back at Tigres, riding right the bench there. Jorge Sanchez, not Jorge Sanchez, Edson, uh, Alvarez, he's the only one who's doing like decent. He might jump to a big team. Raúl Jimenez had one good season. Out of that, he hasn't done nothing. America has produced nothing but bums that went over to Europe. Well, Chivas and Chicharito, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Champions League goals. Man, respect the Chivas for that.
0: Yeah, way to sum up a uh, 20 years of misery. <laughs> 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 but uh I do want to I, I hate to cut you guys off, but we're we're over the 2-hour mark. Um thank you all for for hopping on tonight. It was a pleasure having everyone on. And we do have some friendlies coming up, so if you wanna watch Chivas, they will be in LA uh, or in Carson. So they play on on Saturday against Toluca. So you know, feel free to check that out. Mexico will play Jamaica on Sunday. As for us, we'll probably be back next week, hopefully with a uh, a live podcast with my boy Joel. I'll be I'll be down in SoCal for a week, so. Look forward to to seeing you. Um, But, yeah, thank you all and, and hope you have a great night. We'll catch you next week.